How are you? Hang on, I'm going to stop you there, Raymond. Before we get going on this week's podcast, this is a little reminder, if you wouldn't mind, to rate and review at the end. You can also subscribe so you automatically get our latest podcast the minute we put it up. I think you mean drop. Drop what? <laughs> did you just say drops? Yes, I did. The podcast drops. It's not land. <laughs> no. I always prefer when you say, hit that subscribe button. Well, whatever you do, make it easy on yourself and subscribe. That's better. Hello, you're listening to Jenny and Ray at home. I'm Jenny. I'm Ray. And we're at home. We're back. Hey! We're back. We're back. The changing of the seasons. Summer Uh, turns to autumn. No, we're still in summer. The leaves turn brown and fall to the ground. Do you know what it is? It actually makes you reassess your life. (laughs) I was reading about this the last few years and they say that now September is similar for a lot of people to the new year. Yeah. Yes. People make resolutions. Yeah. They decide to change their lives, become fitter, healthier, or maybe less fit and less healthy. They decide to start running or maybe stop running, start drinking or stop drinking or do whatever. I've always felt that way though about September. It's a juncture. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. I mean, even forgetting kids going back to school, though. For a lot of people, that is a major juncture. Even if you don't have kids going to school, you notice the difference. Like just everyone blemming around and traffic is worse. And, you know, there's just a different atmosphere. But I think September is an easier time to start something new than January, which is the death month. Yeah, because it's deep as dark as winter. Yeah. At least in September, if you're starting something, you still have a bit of daylight, the other side of work, if you're working. Um, and the weather isn't bad. Anyway, it's not September, it's August. And the other I'm thing wearing, is... I'm wearing a pair of shorts. So are you. <laughs> right. So it's summer. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. My world, How was your summer? It's summer. <laughs> How was your summer? It was good, you were there. I know, I know, but <laughs> for the purposes of the podcast. <laughs> summer was, I think it was the best one yet. Right. It was a great summer. I feel refreshed, positive. I feel a change. Like, I'm not talking the menopause. I feel a change (laughs) in a very positive way. I feel a change. Right. I feel lighter. And I shouldn't because I was eating a packet of potato every single day. (laughs) I did. Packet of potato every day. But I do. I feel lighter mentally. I feel lighter. Yeah. You can you can wax lyrical about that in a moment. Oh, well, but I it, just, just in fairness on the potato thing, yeah. it was the six pack potato. They're smaller packs. They are smaller packs. We've discussed packs. this before. It's very important. They are smaller packs. So don't feel packs. so guilty about the packet of potato a day. No, and have you ever noticed? I wonder now, we'll have to, the next time we go away, if we ever do, because Ireland's so nice, why would you go away anywhere else? But if we ever do go away, I'm going to take note on the beach because if you're on an Irish beach, Without fail, every single family will have a six pack of potato with them. <laughs> they just will. It's the best snack. It's a thing, yeah. It's the it's best a thing. It is snack. a thing. Yeah. You just see kids walking around with their big sandy, salty fingers and just eating their potato, and the mums are joining in and the dads, and it's just potato. See, that's brilliant for your immune system because with the potato, you're getting all sorts of things that come in the sand, yeah. little creepy crawlies, and they, they you know, build up your immune system. They uh, enhance your uh, microbiome, which is the bacteria in your gut which is all important so actually it's a, it works really well it's a win-win it should be it should be it should be actually treatment medical treatment sandy salty potato <laughs> is a must it should. <laughs> but you know I've never understood that you know the way people go in the summer that it's a real 
like they'll come away from the sun, summer, um, things feeling looser. I'm like, no, exact opposite. Because you're doing ice cream, potato, yeah. cappuccinos, loads of bread. It's just delicious. So you the feel... The summer of deliciousness. You feel different. You feel lighter. I really do. Yeah. I really do. I, I, I just had a great summer. I had brilliant time with the kids. They were having a super summer. You experience, I'll let you tell about your experience, but you had a a, a life changing. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like life changing fabulousness of the summer. Yeah. And just got to reconnect with friends. It was just great. Very lucky. Yeah. Very lucky. Very lucky. And now we're back. And ready to go. Raring to, we're not just ready to go. We're raring to raring go. To go. Raring to go. Try and stop us. <laughs> yeah. It's mad because you do look in the world differently, don't you, after a break? Yeah. And and sometimes it's true. I'm not, not going to bring it down in any way, shape or oh, form. But, but sometimes it's through rose-tinted glasses and you make, you know, you think you can change the world and the world is different when reality kicks in. Then it's not, this hasn't, hasn't changed that much. You can't change the world, but the world hasn't changed, but you have. Aha. See, the world just stays the same. That's where we confuse things. It's just you and your perceptions. That's all that changes. Mm. It's good to be back. I missed our little chats. Yeah. Yeah. And we had our ninth wedding anniversary. Ninth. Ninth. Do you know what? I was looking that up because somebody said to me, what's that? And I went, God, we don't do that. You know the way you can look it up and they say paper. Let me guess. Oh, you looked it up? No, I didn't. Okay. You did. And I can't remember. Oh. Wool. Was it wool? No. Tin. I looked it up. Copper. Bronze. No. Platinum. I looked it up. Paper. And it said pottery. Oh, Which I was a bit pissed off that we didn't do because I love a bit of pottery. You could have bought me a nice mug and I would have been really happy. Yeah. I love a bit of pottery. You know I do. I have a dream and a dream is, I don't know where this comes from. I've always had it. I've never even done it. Actually, we did it once in Dingle. To ha like to to be a potter, yeah. I just like the idea of it. It's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. But if but you build me a shed out the back and buy me all the accoutrements, what do you need? A kiln. You need a wheel, potter's wheel. That's where you could find. See, them. see you now saying to me, "Build me a shed." Yeah. Like it was only last year you wouldn't let me put up a shelf. Yeah, but look at you now. I let you do <laughs> lots of stuff. I'm like. Could you paint that room? I said that to you yesterday and you went, oh, I don't know. I'd have to watch YouTube on that. <laughs> it's like this thing I was saying to Tom yesterday or maybe Kate. I was putting a little um, a little rail into her uh, thingamajig. Oh, into, into her wardrobe. Into her wardrobe. She yeah. wanted more hanging space. Yeah, and I went up to Woody's and I got a length of the, the, the rail and I had to cut it. Uh, and I heard this, this voice ringing in my ears. I can't remember who said it. Mm. Um, and who originally said it, I, I definitely don't know, but it's measure twice, cut once. Oh, and did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Measure twice, cut once. And? And it worked. It worked. Perfect. Just, just boom, 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 boom. I was up and up and Woody's back down in and all done and dusted within, I don't know, 35 minutes. And I trusted you implicitly. When we <laughs> couldn't find the thingy that you hangy for the hangies, I said, go talk to your dad. Yeah. I did. So this is this is a new a new uh, sort of positioning of us. Um, you you trust me with uh, manly work, like manly, building sheds. Manly work. Well, I didn't actually want you to build a shed. No, I just right. wanted you just to get the shed. Yeah, but, but then the <laughs> you're not building the shed. So, so I, I set it up anyway in the back garden, and yeah. I put the kiln and the pottery and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And you and, and and you're there, and you have your 
I'm just imagining your, your, your leather apron. It's not leather. It's Why a, does it have to be leather? Because well, you've nothing else on. You're ah! <laughs> <laughs> you're Jesus. And then, this is not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting there and you're doing your thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, which is which is lovely. And then like you know, ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Sitting behind me, you'd, you'd, not you'd, you'd never get any work done. You'd never get any work done. That's the, that's, that's what happened there. Uh, I'd make Too many nice, distractions. I'd make some wonky pottery. <laughs> Everything would be phallic. Everything would be phallic. They'd all, they'd all be big vases with. You know. yeah. Anyway, mm. that's that's for the next. That's few the months. dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Well, put, write it down on the list. Write it down on the list. I have a long list. I want a dark room as well. You want it to, <laughs> again? You know what's going to happen. There. No, photo- right. <laughs> photography. Photography. Yeah, mm. one dark room. That's it. That's it's, all. It's complicated, isn't it? Photography. I didn't realise how complicated it was. It is aperture and stuff like that. Yeah, and ISO and and shutter speed and bloody bloody blah. Yeah. There's Teddy. Oh, it's Teddy. Yeah. Hey, Ted. Sound is a lot more straightforward because you just you can hear it or you can't hear it, and there's different you know levels of quality of microphones but with cameras my word you have to do a PhD on it yeah well you know that's why good photographers are I know yeah yeah, I know unbelievable and there's photography courses and stuff I know know. see we're all just used to using our iPhones and pointing and pressing you can always get a good photo with an iPhone Mm. you know to a certain standard I mean but when you're going into serious photography you're on what was your, what Total was your, different your photo of the summer? That's, that's a good idea, isn't it? Photo of the summer. Remember when you that went back to, good to primary school uh, and you had to go, <laughs> what I did last summer, or yeah. you had to write an essay. Uh, and we went to the, we never went to the beach course, so <laughs> I can't remember what I wrote. Uh, we played catch a girl, kiss a girl out in the front green or whatever. Um, but imagine, yeah, that'd be a good old thing. Your your favourite summer photo. Mm. I don't know what to do. With it. Although I, I'm, I'm changing my mind now. Okay. Because nobody really wants to look at f- other people's. We've had this chat before. I think I'm the only person in the world who likes that. I would gladly go over to somebody's house and go through their photo albums. Yeah. Love looking at photos. And we have a friend who doesn't like photos at all. At all. Yeah. That's almost on par with somebody saying to me they don't like dogs. You know, I'm slightly... A lot of people don't like dogs. I'm a bit... Yeah, but that's just weird. Like, it's weird. A lot of people... A lot of people... like. Yeah, it's weird uh, though. Uh, like, if you don't like dogs, you have to... I'm not talking about a fear of dogs. Like, there's genuine fear, you know, that people... Maybe they were bitten or whatever happened when they were mm. a child. But if you don't like dogs, I'm questioning you as a human. Do you think if you don't like dogs and you listen to this podcast, please switch off now. <laughs> no, if you want to, to see a living example of parents passing on their neuroses to their children, mm. it's around dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen it so many Haven't times. Yeah, it's yeah. so obvious. Yeah, but it, I, I think it's difficult, though. I mean, it must be really if, uh, if you're a parent and you're scared of dogs and somebody's coming towards you with, the, say, a big golden retriever like Stanley, your reaction is for you, your fear, but also maybe you put out your hand to your child and you're like, now step away from the dog. Because yes. you think you're protecting your child. But as you said, you're actually passing on your craziness. Yeah, well, not, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's not exactly craziness. It's just the fear of dogs. Yeah, but that's, sorry, that's like, that's that's life. That's like, what we do. That's what we do as parents. We pass on our yeah. madness What's to our kids. What's your man's name? We, we, we mention that every, every... Philip Larkin. Yeah, he gets an honorary mention every yeah. so often. 
Speaking of children, mm-hmm. um, our son Tom and you and I sat down and watched Elvis the movie. Now, youth said that he's not going to like that. I hadn't got an opinion on the matter, but he loved it. L- like, loved it. To the point where I'd say he's listened to Elvis's top 50 greatest hits 50 times. To since. the point where we will now not refer to this as summer 2022, but <laughs> as the Elvis summer. The summer of Elvis. The summer of Elvis. That sounds better, yeah. Does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Summer. we call it summer of Elvis then. Because he is obsessed. Yeah. Fair say, like obsessed. And when you see Elvis freshly through a 10 year old's eyes, who's, who's coming to him like with no prejudices. Yeah. He absolutely knows nothing about him. It's exciting. Yeah, but I think the story, like to look at this from, because it goes from him being a very young boy up to the end. And he was so young when he died. 41. And the sadness. Mm. And that's a real thing that Tom has latched onto as well about Colonel Parker, you know, as his manager and how mean he was to Elvis what he made Elvis do. And we must have had that chat about 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. He was an addict himself, a gambling addict, mm. Tom Parker. But anyway. You should I, watch it. Watch the movie. Though. It's a bit cartoony, bit cartoony. It's but Lurman, yeah. Yeah, but it is very enjoyable. A friend of a friend mm. edited that movie. There's two editors on the movie and a friend of a friend edited his Like an Ireland. Irish person? Yeah. Wow. He went to, he went to uh, Australia back in the day when a lot of people were going backpacking in Australia. He okay. stayed there. Yeah. And he is one of Baz Luhrmann's right-hand men when it comes to editing. Amazing. Um, he could be offered, because the editing on that is spectacular. Yeah. It's spectacular. All the whole thing. Well, that's all right, mama. That's all right for you. Well, since my baby left me, don't be cruel. So sad. So, so talented. So gorgeous. Like, oh my God, just drop dead gorgeous. He, like, I didn't know most of the story. And as a result of watching the movie, I'm going to get, if anybody can recommend, or I'll go on Google and recommend the best biography of Elvis Presley. Yeah. Because really I really want to, I really want to fill in the gaps. Because mm. I knew there was the early years and then there was the, the, the conscription is it conscription? Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. He went over to Germany. That's where he met his wife. Priscilla. Came back, did movies and then went to Vegas, you know, got very unwell and died. That's that's my sort of, it's not, it's not very detailed. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's the a synopsis of yeah, the life. Yeah, but I'd like to know more and uh, I'd like to know more about Tom Parker because I'm back there. I'm back. I'm there. And it, like the live stuff, the, there's stuff there. Like uh, this is one of my favorites. Everybody calls it poke salad. Now that's poke salad. Yeah. And the screaming right up until the end yeah. at his Las Vegas shows. Yeah. He had an effect on women. Oh, he did. But again, look at him. But his moves, everything. He was just sexy. Yeah. At a time when nobody was overtly sexy. No, when nobody was allowed to be on TV. Well, she was banned because he... Well, they, His they, wiggle. They shot him above the hips. Yeah. As in filmed him. Like, it's so innocent now. But looking back, you go, my God. Yeah. And he stood up and he did that. <laughs> it's done brilliantly in the film. Like, there's just close-ups of girls' faces when they see him for the first time. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it didn't happen like that. Obviously, because it's, it's a movie. <laughs> and then it was him realising the power he had over people. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that was a, a gradual thing. Anyway, yeah, where we're on Singers and Live, yes. we just happened upon Nina Simone's 1976 oh, concert at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Yeah. Now, uh, people know, oh, maybe they don't, I'm a huge fan of Nina Simone. Again, like I watched a couple of documentaries on her and she she had quite a sad life. She suffered with bipolar and uh, she was, she, but she was a genius, a complete genius. genius. But she and was a you, child prodigy. When you watch people like her, you just feel so in awe mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of dwarfed by their brilliance. Yeah. And, and in, in awe of what we can achieve as humans. Yeah. It's just, just amazing. Watching that last night was like the true meaning of awe-inspiring. Yeah. She was just amazing. I said to you at one stage, oh no, I think I've fallen in love with her. You know, when I get my, <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to just read everything there is now about Nina Simone. Like you wouldn't be messing with Nina now. This is probably 1976, it was, was it? At or one stage, yeah. somebody stood up in the auditorium, you know, to leave. And she was like, sit down, Yeah, sit down. Down! I was like, Nina, was this going to the jacks? But that person bloody sat down. Yeah, she. I was just flicking through her Wikipedia. She like she produced a gun on a um, uh, a record executive once, and then she chased somebody out of a gig with a knife on another occasion. Okay, Um, you uh, never knew what you were going to get. Oh yeah, (laughs) but a supreme talent, supreme talent, and, and appeared to be composing on the go, on the hoof. Yeah, and and. She was such, her voice and the piano were in such synchronicity. It was as if the piano was an extension of her. Yeah. That's what you got from last night anyway, yeah. watching it. Um, Do you have anything a, there? Just a little, a little bit, little yeah. Bit? Just a tiny little bit. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Is that it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I think if, you, if you've never, now I don't know how anybody would never have heard Nina Simone. I thought you were going to do a classic one there. That just stopped me on my tracks last night. That 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 was her version of uh, Morris Albert's feelings. It was like she just came up with that on uh, on oh, the spot, yeah. did she? she it's she, like she'd heard it because it was a modern song. It had only been, you said that it was written around that year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a hit just in, in the last yeah, year, that, 18 months. Yeah, because she, she came out to do her last song and it was like she just went, no, I think I'm just going to sing this now and... It was but she was she was singing about horror feelings and how yeah. horror feelings affect her yeah. and yeah. just anyway there you go join us next week for <laughs> musical <laughs> musical discussions on stuff we don't really know anything about isn't the last few years <laughs> the last few years um, <laughs> Teddy, what do you think? Teddy so needs a haircut. He's, as you know, Teddy is blind, but his hair is completely grown over the front of his face. It doesn't matter. No, but like people kind of see him if they don't know and they think like, how can your dog see? And I go, well, he is actually technically blind. But anyway, I can't get him in for a haircut for another two weeks. Right. So sorry, Ted. Would you not do it yourself? I've tried. He just needs a bit of a... I'm, I'm, this is, I'm on a DIY trip. No, and you know I am as well. And I have some of the equipment there, but we need to get it going to keep on top of it. Do you know and what I mean? It's not about, it's not about saving money, although that's part of it. it it's about the... The feeling you get from doing exactly. it. Exactly. No. Feeling. The fe- <laughs> feeling. No, we, he just needs a professional and then we'll okay. stay on top of it. They all say that needs a professional. No, he does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, you were, I interrupted you? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. So for the last number of years, I've been sitting on a beach d- down the country and I've lo- been looking at these people swim across. And in, in latter years, they've got these these sort of orange balloons that they, that fought, that they strap to their waist. And I was thinking, I'd love to be able to do that. Now, years ago, like nearly 20 years ago now, I did a triathlon, but, and I swam a mile, but it was a once off. A guy swam with me and it wasn't pretty. And there was a lot of me staring up the sky. And Is that somebody at the door? Yeah. Coming! Hey. Sorry about that. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did it and it, was, it wasn't pretty and all that. Um, anyway, s- since then, I've been sitting on a beach looking at these people swim across. And I was thinking to myself, that's something I should do. And a few years ago, I took lessons during the winter. Nothing happened there. And I was getting frustrated with myself because it was on a bucket list and I was saying it and you were hearing it. And then I thought, I've no resilience, no willpower. I'll never do it. <laughs> it's really good that you're very kind to yourself and you speak nicely to yourself. <laughs> but a lot of people have things on their bucket lists and they never get around to doing it. Yeah. Um, that's life, isn't it? Isn't that, that that one? What is it? The I don't know. Is it seven or ten things of the dying? You know, they're oh, what they what they say, regrets. regrets. Yeah, what is it? Their regrets. What, I think regret. I think one of those is that like not doing things that they yeah wanted to do, putting things off, and and then it happened by accident. It was no big because I had I thought I'd ring somebody and I'd get somebody to go out. What do you mean blah, by blah, accident? Blah. Well, well, it someone, was your amazing wife. Yeah, well, well, by accident. But that's not accent. Well, there's some woman that you knew was doing these classes and she I, said it to you. I told you, yeah. I said, Ray, this is something that you would love to do. Right. There's a woman called Rachel. Yes. And she does, I hate even saying the word, sea swimming lessons. She's swimming in the sea. She does swimming in the sea lessons and she yeah. takes groups out. And actually, I was going to do it because I was like, oh, I'll do it. And anyway, you, you just you got all faster than I did and you were like I'm there tomorrow night I'm there and then you headed off and you were like a changed man yeah you were actually this is a funny thing and it's it's not really about sea swimming it's about it, it's 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 difficult for me to explain so as I say all those years ago I did it but when watching people do it I had no sense of, sense of what they were experiencing. Yeah. The other way you, you empathise with people and you, you have sort of, you can figure out how they might be feeling when they're doing something. So what was getting to me was I couldn't figure out how they could swim that long with their face in the sea. And, and you know, like when you're running, you can sort of stop or you can slow down, you can speed up. And I had no sense of what they were feeling. Yeah. Although I'd done it before, which is very odd. No, but the thing you did before was not the same. The right. thing we had decided we were going to do the triathlon yeah. and it got to the point where we had no choice. There was no <laughs> choice. We had to do it. Like, so I even did that swim as well. And it was horrific. Yeah. And I've been swimming forever. Like I couldn't have got out of the water faster. So you never did it since. You didn't do it for joy and mm. love. You had to do it. So it was nearly like a, a mini trauma that we experienced. Yes, it and, was. And we were trying to forget it, maybe. Almost, yeah. Blotted from our well, memory. The majority of people, when they get in the sea, they just maybe get up to their waist and flap around yeah. a bit and then get out again. Mm. Most people don't swim in the sea. But there was some draw for me. Yeah. And, and and this is for years. Like, it's not about this, you know, recent pandemic dry robe phenomenon. You know, I, I wasn't looking for a tribe. I was I was just looking for this thing to do that I thought I had within me that it was possible for me to do. 
And uh, it would be something that I would get a sense of achievement out of, something that I could look forward to doing. Anyway, Rachel's brilliant. She does these things, as you say, brings groups out. And depending on your level of competence, she will put you in a group and stay with you or not stay with you, bring you out of your depth. Anyway, I haven't achieved everything. But in five lessons, I've, I've come on in leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. Or the swimming equivalent. Uh, and, and as a result, I like for the first time since then, I, I swam out of my depth. I swam about 800 metres. I can tread water, all of those things in a wetsuit. But I feel a lot more confident now. And I feel that next year will be the year. Fingers crossed, touch wood, blah, blah, blah. If you see the difference in as well as what happens in those type of lessons, and I can understand this as well from a safety aspect, even mentally, even if you knew you could do that swim, but if there's somebody beside you in a kayak or a paddleboard that you know just in case you yeah. get too tired or whatever, you panic or whatever, that you can put your hand on something. Mm. Because when you're in the middle of the sea, like you said, it's not like running where you can just stop. Whatever you did there was so much better on my sound. Yeah. What did you do? I, I turned down my microphone. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I turned it down completely. Yeah. But, but, but we, that helped. We, we have to have two microphones. I know, but fuck it, it's much better for me. So if you wouldn't mind not talking for the whole 40 minutes. <laughs> well, I could put that, that, that thing between us there, over there a divide, so, but you couldn't see me. How about that? That's great. Well, we were just working on the acoustics of the room. We were away and the microphones moved around. <laughs> They have a life of their own. Imagine that. It's like Toy Story. So when we're away, the microphones sort of chat around, do you know what you want? So talk about bullshit. They just go on and on and on. And we have to listen to that rubbish. We've no choice. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel like I've achieved a little bit. Not not in great, but uh, it, it was definitely something that I wanted to. And now I've done done it, half done it, three quarters done it. So she does. Rachel's brilliant because there's a there's a lovely casualness about her. Mm. And it's not, um, it, it's nearly coaxing, but you do things before you even know you're doing them. Yeah, so she's not making a big deal out of it. No, and she's chatting away to you and before you know it, you're out of your depth, before you know it, you've swam, you know, you know, 50, 100 metres yeah. and out of your depth and all that. And it's all very casual. And she does a beach to boy, which is great. Uh, so she does, uh, what did she say? Couch to cave. Couch to cave is her big thing. So that that's hopefully next year I'll be able to do that. So she brings you off and you explore the Copper Coast down in Waterford. I'm going to do too. Yeah, you go. I, yeah. I've said to you every time, do you want to come? It's, yeah, do you want to come? I know, but uh, yeah. it's difficult when two yeah. people are leaving the house at the same time. It is, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But anyway. Our, our, our children are nearly dependent, independent. Oh, yeah. Nearly dependent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nearly nearly independent. Well, what does independent mean now? What is your classification? <laughs> dependent. I think you mean that they're going to be living at home until they're at least 30. Is oh, that what you mean? Oh, no. <laughs> see, that's not that. That's, yeah, that's not funny. That's fine. <laughs> I'll be 70, 70. We'll have my pottery shed. We can go out there yes. and meet, meet, <laughs> as the young people say. We can meet in the pottery shed. Oh, my. I love my darling. <laughs> I've taken it off the thing, so I can't play it again. I've taken it off the thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's my birthday next week, and, and I'm and I'm not the type of person who says it's my birthday next week, but just, just did just just for something to say. Are you, just, are you trying to remind me? No, I'm just just, just, just for something to say. Just for something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it it, it fifty eight. I have to say that out loud because I get your birthday wrong all yeah. the time. And we've probably covered this before because we've been doing this for a couple of years, um, which, by the way, is an achievement in the podcast world. Yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah, nearly what half. What are the stats, Raymond? Uh, well, <laughs> nobody's interested, but I'll bore you presently, you and the microphone. Um, a, a Nearly half of podcasts don't go beyond three, three. episodes. Wow. And something like only 5% 
have done more than 10 and have uh, published a podcast in the last week or so. Okay. So when you hear those statistics from Spotify of 4.4 million, or Apple might say 2 million, and you think the world is awash with podcasts. It's uh, not actually. Which means, what it, what it means is that 4 million people had a notion to do it and may have done one. But yeah. uh, a, a lot less, as in probably 150,000 worldwide have actually kept it going. Mm-hmm. So we're in that 150,000. I know. So, so well done you. Yeah, well done you. And by the way, you, thank you for listening to us. And also people are getting in touch with me over the summer asking when we were going to be back. Well, we're back now. Well, we are back. Yeah. You can send us emails to jennyandrayhome at gmail.com. Have you ever thought what it'd be like to have your birthday on the 1st of September? Yeah, it's never a good one. No, Because everyone always said all. that. Everyone go, God, I hate that. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, like back to school, back to school, and then there was that tradition, that tradition of um, either the bumps or or being ducked. Do, do, do you we were thrown that? into a pond. Yeah, ducked, ducked. So yeah. your your head was put under a tap, and yeah. you were not yeah. nice. So that was that's that. not going to happen. You, I am not going to duck you. Uh, and then when I got into the, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> You're not going to bump me either. Oh God! Is there anything you'd like for your birthday? You're a hard man to buy. I'd for. like to be ducked. What do you, Ray? You're a hard man to buy for. Is there anything specifically you want? Bar <laughs> those two tops. <laughs> Remember last year, I was looking for a microphone. You got me an air fryer. <laughs> you are so ungrateful. <laughs> anyway, it was fine. They took it back. The air fryer. Yeah, you got a dry robe, but you never worn. <laughs> <laughs> you just, will uh, use that. You will use that in winter now. You will use that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And you it's know, a nice you know raincoat. Me, you know me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like drawing attention to myself. <laughs> There's nobody watching you. <laughs> I know. You keep saying that. You keep saying that. Yeah. Well, that's actually a bit of a lie when it comes <laughs> to you. But you know, for the rest of us, nobody's watching the rest so, of us. So then, so then, when I left school, that was fine. And uh, so you had a spate then of a few years. But then I managed to get a job. Where you're returning to real work in September every year. I was like, what is he talking about? I'm oh, you're talking about your birthday the in first September. September. Yeah. Yeah. So the den would start back or something would start back. Um, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Mm. Yeah. But still, you you would, you know, you couldn't celebrate uh, at all because you were sort of worried. But I mean, about well, what do you have? Like, what, your celebration days are well gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Like, are we like, I'm is thinking, that? I'm thinking cake and a couple of presents. What are you thinking? It's not a big birthday. No, no, oh, gee, no, 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 no. It's not a big Although birthday. Although all birthdays are kind of big. As in somebody said to me they were turning 50 and they were like, oh, Jenny, I'm turning 50. I said, you know what? It's exactly the same as 49. Yeah, I, I, because 57, which was my last birthday, was mm. there was 57 varieties of Heinz, wasn't there? Right, yeah. Uh, 58, I don't know if there's any significance to the, the 58 other than you were officially late 50s. You're officially... 57, you could push. No, you could push. 57, you're late 50s. Nah, mid to late. Mm-hmm. Mid to late. Mid to late. Now I'm late. You are late. Yes. Late. Yeah, but you're alive, which is fantastic. Uh, well well look, done, you. Yeah. Look. Well done in making it this far. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Poor Elvis didn't. He was 41. Yeah, or 42, was he? I 41, keep saying 42. 42. Right, whatever. Around early 40s. I mean, uh, like, yeah, but I suppose, look what he achieved in such a short space of time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mikey, was only 41 slash 42, but Jesus. Oh, man, you're looking at me going, you run. Get on your, get on your You've bike You've achieved there. loads. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's all, that's all relative anyway. No, but you have. But it's relative. What I know, you? but achieve, achieve, achieve. Yeah, like you is, have. What a yeah, but like. when you're starting out in life, these are the things that kind of yeah. drive you. Like if you'd started out when you were nine and you got offered that paper and you said, ah, achieve, achieve, achieve. Sure, what is it all about? What does it mean? You would have just sat in your arse doing nothing. Mm. So you have to have a bit of drive, a bit of oomph, a bit of something to get you going, what you want. Yeah, I. but you see, I, and we've fought over this before, mm-hmm. um, I would say, and I don't know what it is, what the case with you is, I mm-hmm. never had any ambition. I like doing what I was doing. I want to do more of it. Yeah, I, was, I want I, to get better at it. We did talk about this. I, yeah, okay, I, was, I, I was a bit like that as well. But yeah. people would look at us and go, that is such a big fat lie. Well, I, well, it's not. It's the truth. Well, it's the truth. It's my know. truth. It's my truth. That's my truth. And this is a safe space. You can say whatever you want here. Well, within reason. What are you good looking but, for uh, in your I, pocket? I kept saying that about the, the swimming. It was a safe space. And it, it just sounded wrong. But that was the that was the big thing about it. You felt very safe. You were out there, out of your depth in the in the ocean. But you felt safe. Yeah, but you found your safe space in the ocean. My safe space, the safe space is village life slash beach eating a packet of potato, surrounded by families and kids running around. Yeah. That's my safe space. Yeah. Nice people. Yeah. Mentioned to John who'll never hear this. And other people. And there was Anne, John and Anne. All the people you'd meet as you walk down the street. Yeah. Sesame Street. That's about it now that we're back. We're officially back. It's 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 done. You better give the old contact details. Jenny and Ray home at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. What have you been doing? For the summer. We'd love to know. And by the way, can I just throw this out there? Just in case there is somebody out there who can tell us what to do about our dog Stanley, who we love, or at least I love, but who's waking me up at least twice a night with a bark to go out and he doesn't need to go out. He just wants to go out. He's looking for your attention. Yeah. Yeah. Loves you. Jenny and Ray home at gmail.com. And like we always say, if you wouldn't mind giving us an L rate and review, it really helps getting the podcast out there. Duck. See you next week. See you next week.